this psalm so much this week. I don't know how many times I've read it. Um, I still took, I still got a nap in this afternoon, even though you, even though we cut an hour off of my nap time, I still able to get one in. But I was having a hard time waking up, and so I was like, oh, I was really struggling. So I just got out my phone and just kind of stared at it with on Psalm one forty nine. It's read over and over again uh, several times. Um, even this evening, so I just there's something about it that is just uh, just brings me so much joy to read it every single time, and um, you feel like God's calling you, you know, when you read it. Um, <laughs> who did that? Um, <laughs> the Lord. <laughs> if He's on the other end, I want to I want to talk to Him. Uh, but I, I, when I first read it, I don't know if it was last weekend or first part of this week, exactly when it was when I first read it, not the first time I read it, but when I read it recently, um, I, I guess the verse that I would say that really jumped out at me, that first just grabbed me, that made me want to read it over and over again and just dig into it and med- just meditate on it, was verse 4, when he says, For the Lord takes pleasure in His people. I mean, that to me, just meditating on that one thought alone, that the Lord Jehovah, capital L-O-R-D, the Lord Jehovah, the great I Am, the everlasting, the eternal One, who needs nothing, who doesn't need us, who is perfect and entire, never wanting in anything, would take pleasure in me would take pleasure in His people. takes pleasure in them. He takes joy in them. takes pleasure in His people. And there's a lot in this psalm, I think, that helps us to understand the things that we can do that the Lord takes pleasure in in regard to His people. The Lord doesn't take pleasure in His people when we're in rebellion and sin. He doesn't enjoy us you know, when we're doing those things. But I do believe that there is something in here for us tonight that, that teaches us some things regarding when the Lord takes pleasure in His people. You don't always take pleasure in your children. Though you love them, you care for them, but sometimes that's not pleasurable. Um, I want to be pleasurable to the Lord. And uh, I think there's some things here that we can do, be mindful of, to help us as His people. I don't know, I'm not talking about be acceptable to the Lord in the sense of salvation. That we're, we're not talking about salvation. We're talking about a born-again people of God, already have the Holy Spirit, we're already accepted in the Beloved. What can we do as a people of God to give God pleasure. That's what I want to know. That's what I want to meditate on. That God could take pleasure in me. Father, help us tonight as we read this psalm. May it help us, teach us, encourage us, strengthen us, open our eyes to see the gems within this psalm. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song and His praise in the assembly of saints. Let Israel rejoice in their Maker. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their King. Let them praise His name with the dance. 
Let them sing praises to Him with the timbrel and harp. For the Lord takes pleasure in His people. He will beautify the humble with salvation. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud on their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand to execute vengeance on the nations and punishments on the peoples. I definitely think that David is reminiscing here in regards to the victories that God gave the nation of Israel over their enemies when they conquered the land. They literally did these things. They collective of that. And punishments on the peoples to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron to execute on them their written judgment. And then the end says, this honor have all His saints. The Lord takes pleasure in His people. When we read that, as I said, we should want that. We should desire that. But if I could sum it up, the, the pleasure that the Lord takes in His people is when His people take pleasure in Him. Because that's exactly what we see in verses 1 through 3. We see a people that are taking pleasure in the Lord. When He says, praise the Lord, right? Sing to the Lord a new song. Praise Him in the assembly. Rejoice, right? Be joyful. Praise His name with the dance. Sing praises to Him with the timbrel and harp. We see a people here of Israel that are being encouraged here to, to sing to the Lord, to praise the Lord, to rejoice in the Lord. The Lord takes pleasure in us when we take pleasure in Him. And that's one of the, I think one of the main thoughts you see here is that very truth. When you look at the praise that they're encouraged to have here in this psalm, first of all, he says, praise the Lord. Uh, but then he says, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord. When we sing, we should make sure that if we want if we want the Lord to take pleasure in, in us, we need to sing to the Lord. To the Lord. It's not just singing about the Lord, though our songs are about the Lord, but they need to be directed to the Lord. Lord, this is for you. This is directed towards you. There's a, there's a lot of good songs. And I'm not saying songs about the Lord you know, aren't great, but let's make sure that when we're singing, we're singing directly to Him. Praise Him, praise Him. But then it says, sing to the Lord. But then it says, sing to the Lord a new song. The Lord takes pleasure in His people when we sing to Him, or our worship is directed to Him, and our praises are new. You know, our worship should be refreshing. Our worship shouldn't be stale. Our, our worship should be continually renewed because His mercies are new. The mercies of the Lord, they are new every morning. And when we reflect upon that, then certain, certainly our praises should be new every day. It doesn't necessarily mean, you know, somebody needs to write a new song so we can learn a new song. Words we've never heard. Though that's great. People should do that. People have that talent. But singing to the Lord a new song is not necessarily talking about that. It's a, it's a fresh song. You, sing, you might sing an old hymn, but you've seen it new. You know, I, I know many times in, in my life I have been, I've seen some old songs I've seen forever and ever, and then finally I, I've seen them. 
Finally, I've seen them. They're new to me. Sometimes tribulations or trials come on our life and the Lord uses a song. All of a sudden, the song becomes new to us. But it says, sing to the Lord a new song. So we want, we want the Lord to take pleasure in us and then make sure that we are seeking to worship the Lord in a fresh way, in a new way that's reflective on the new mercies of the Lord that we have every day. But it says, sing the Lord a new song and His praise in the assembly of the saints. Personal praise is wonderful. But the Lord takes pleasure in the assembly of saints. The Lord takes pleasure when, when we come together. I want to give God pleasure. And if the Word of God says that He takes pleasure in His people, collectively, His people, plural, and in the assembly of the saints when they praise, I want to do that. The Lord takes pleasure. The Lord is taking pleasure tonight as we sang those songs that David led. The Lord took pleasure in that, in the assembly. The Lord wants us to gather in His name and to worship Him. He says, let Israel rejoice in their Maker. The Lord wants us to have joy in Him as our Maker, our Creator. God made Israel. God called Israel out. He began Israel. He is their Maker, but He's our Maker as well. And I understand much of this psalm has much to do with the nation of Israel, but we have the same God who does the same things for us. He is our Maker. He's our Creator. And we should rejoice in Him. So that the Lord takes pleasure in a people that gather together, sing a new song, and rejoice in their Maker. Singing songs about Him being our Creator, our Sustainer. But then He says, let the children of Zion be joyful in their King. Israel is, is, is the kingdom. Zion is the capital of the kingdom. It's the rule of the kingdom. And so that's why it says, let the children of Zion be joyful in their king. The Lord's people need to take pleasure in the rule of God. Taking pleasure in the rule of God. He's the king, we are the servants. He's the maker, we are the creation. And understanding that, that concept helps us to worship Him. We're the created, He's the creator. We're the servants, He's the king. Worshiping the Lord like that, praising the Lord. In that fashion. And not only that, our praise should be, is it let them praise His name with the dance. I think this is a reference to Miriam when she rejoiced before the Lord and, and praised the Lord in dance and, and others followed. This isn't a, an erotic type dance, okay? It's a worshipful dance. It is a leaping. It is not a leaping that, that is done uh, without system. Also, when it says, let them sing praises to Him with a timbrel and harp, it is in unison to the music. But with the, with, with the words there, let them praise His name with the dance. As, as dance isn't just like what we might think of as dancing, but in the dance, with the dance. I know that this isn't maybe how we want to uh, think of this sometimes as Baptists, we kind of want to brush over that word. <laughs> Let them praise His name with the dance. Uh, Will showed me a funny meme today, and it was this, I can't remember, the guy was an actor, but he just, he's got this dead look on his face, and he's sitting, looks like, in a, in a pew, and it says, Baptist rejoicing in worship. <laughs> I mean, just, the guy's like, I was like, 
I, I thought, I, thought how, I knew I was already doing this t tonight, and I was, I was thinking about that. He showed me that, and I thought, well, how funny it would be to have one of those cameras up here. You know those cameras that take your picture when you're going on the roller coaster and see how you're acting at that moment you're about to go, when you're going down the hill and all these crazy looks? I thought, what if I had a camera that took everybody's picture when we got to one of those real excited points of worship, you know, where the song is exciting and people should be excited, and and then I can have the pictures out there. And you can buy it for $100 if you want. Show your friends, hey, this is what I look like during church when we're singing, you know, a great victorious song. I thought, boy, we might be a little embarrassed by that, you know. Um, he takes pleasure in the people who aren't afraid to show expression. The dance was one way they showed expression during that time of victory. I think it was after the Red Sea. It was an expression of joy. We shouldn't be afraid to show expressions of joy. The Lord takes pleasure in the people who are free to worship. Let them sing praises to Him with a timbrel and harp. It's not the timbrel and harp that the Lord has taken pleasure in. It's the person using the timbrel and harp that's taking pleasure in the Lord. You don't have to have a timbrel and harp. You don't have to dance, right? But you can use those things to praise the Lord. I've been very excited about the Lord at times. I've danced in here before. I've been so excited before about something I've learned and rejoicing in the Lord. I've just kind of leaped around. You don't want to see that. But I, get, I can get excited about the truth of God, about who God is and what He's done. It's not about how good it looks. It's about the expression of joy. It's a beautiful thing when children that maybe don't know anything about uh, you know, any kind of rhythm at all, but yet they just rejoice and jump up and down. It's a, it's, it, you just enjoy them. You enjoy their expression of joy. And whatever it is they're enjoying, you just en you're enjoying them enjoying it, whatever it is. I want the Lord to enjoy me enjoying Him. The Lord takes pleasure in His people. So whatever, if you have the gift of music in the sense of using musical instruments, then, then use that for, to praise the Lord. Sing praises to Him with the timbrel and harp and, and use your gifts and use your talents. I can't play the timbrel and harp, so what am I going to do? <laughs> I can sing to the Lord a new song. I can barely play the radio. I have a hard time with that. But I can sing to the Lord a new song. I can rejoice in my King. I can rejoice in my Maker. And I don't know how to dance either. <laughs> but the Lord takes pleasure in His people. But then it says He will beautify the humble with salvation. With deliver. In other words, He will deliver the humble. He will decorate the humble with salvation. We shouldn't be proud or arrogant in our worship of the Lord. But He will beautify the humble with salvation. And he will, he will deliver the humble. He will give victory to the humble. Whenever we are just seeking to worship the Lord and to praise the Lord in our life, we can, and we are walking humbly with Him, we can, listen, we need to trust He is going to protect us. He is going to deliver us. There's power in praise. 
There is victory in praise. We're going to face uncertain days ahead. We're going to face troubling times ahead. We're going to face the many enemies ahead of us if our country continues the way it is. We're going to face some terrible times. I'm telling you to praise Him. I'm telling you to rejoice in the Lord in those times. I'm telling you to rejoice in your Maker and, in, and rejoice in your King. Submit to Him and follow Him no matter what. And leap for joy. Dance with joy. No matter what comes our way, worship Him humbly. God will deliver us. He will beautify. He will decorate us. The humble that worship Him in His fashion with salvation. He will deliver us. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud on their beds so this worship isn't just something that we put on whenever we assemble with the saints. It is a worship that we carry with us even into the times in which we lie down upon our beds. It isn't just something we put on when we walk in the doors. It's something we have when we are behind the closed doors and no one else is around but us and God. It's something that we don't have to do. It isn't something that we must stand up to do. It is a worship that we can lay, even lay down and do. Let them worship Him upon His beds. Worship isn't about posture. So don't focus on the word dance. <laughs> it can be done in the dance, but it can be done while laying down upon your bed. It tells us that we can worship the Lord and sing to the Lord wherever we are. But He does like it when we do it with the assembly. And as individuals, He loves it when we do it upon our beds, sing aloud on their beds. He says, let the high praises of God be in their mouth. You see, the focus of this psalm is all about singing and giving praise to the Lord at all times and in, and in this fashion. But then after it says all of this, let the high praises of God be in their mouth, then the psalm takes a little turn when it says, and a two-edged sword in their hand. At first, when you're reading through the psalm, when I was first reading, like, well, that kind of took a turn. <laughs> What's this about? And so you stop, you meditate, you, 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 you look at this, and what is the Lord teaching us? The people who praise, the God, praise God will be the best equipped to fight for God. The people who praise the Lord and worship the Lord in this fashion that is listed here are the people that will be the best, are the best equipped to truly face the enemy. We have an enemy that we must face each and every day. One of the best things you can do is make sure that you are worshiping and praising the Lord new every day. You're assembling with the saints. You're worshiping Him as your Maker. You're submitting to Him as your King. You are expressively showing your worship to the Lord freely. You are singing praises to Him through music. You're taking pleasure in the Lord. You're walking humbly with the Lord. You're rejoicing in the Lord even when you lay down in your bed. You're praising God with your mouth. He will give you victory. A two-edged sword is in their hand. No doubt David is being reflective here of the victories that God gave Israel. Because they, they did this. They had a two-edged sword in their hand. They executed vengeance on the nations. He, this took place. And God did that through the nation of Israel. And punishments on the peoples. He committed that to them. Our, vict our battle right now is spiritual. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. They wrestled against flesh and blood. They literally had to do that as a nation. This is not upon us right now at this moment to exercise what He's talking about here. Okay? 
But I still believe that there's something here for us, not only here in regards to spiritual nature of our battle, like we talked about this week with uh, the, the young people, but I believe that there's something for us to be reflective upon in the future. Because there's going to come a day when the Lord is going to come back, we're going to be with Him, and listen, He is going to execute vengeance on the nations. He is going to execute punishments on the people. And we are going to rejoice in our King. He is going to set up His kingdom. And we are going to be His people. He will beautify us with salvation. And we, with Him and through Him, He shall bind kings with chains and nobles with fetters of iron. He is going to take rule. What God did to that little nation of Israel, whenever they conquered the nations around them, it's God is going to do, Jesus is going to do on a much larger scale one day. Much larger scale. And He will execute judgment. And so then when He closes it out and says, this honor have all His saints, we don't just have to look back and say, well, look what God did for Israel. Look what God did for Israel. Look what God did for Israel. And we can rejoice in that. But rejoice now in your King because He is going to do that in the future for us. He's going to subdue nations. He's going to subdue kings. He's going to bind them. And the Bible teaches in Revelations that when we come back with Him, we shall rule and reign with Him. This honor have all His saints. So rejoice now. We have, we have something to rejoice in. We, we can get so focused on the temporary and we can get focused on, on the, the evil kings, on, the, on people of, of nobility, uh, of, of, of fame, who are doing terrible things, trying to, to do terrible things, all of that. And definitely we need to be concerned about those in, in a way that we, we shouldn't desire it. Uh, but at the same time, we, sh- we shouldn't be worrying and fretful because the king is coming. I'm going to rejoice and I'm going to sing aloud upon my bed about that. I'm not going to let the, 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 all of the terrible things that are happening keep me from praising the Lord like I need to praise the Lord right now. This isn't a praise. Verses 1 through 4 isn't a praise we're going to have when, all, when, when God finally executes judgment. It isn't a praise we're going to have when God finally does all of that. It's a praise I need to have right now by faith knowing that He is going to do all of that. I'm going to praise Him because He is going to execute vengeance. He is going to make things right. And so I'm, I'm going to worship Him and praise Him for what He's going to do. That's a fa- that is a worship that is founded in faith and believing the promises of God. I believe that's the kind of praise that God takes pleasure in because without faith, we cannot please Him. All right, I hope that was a small blessing to you tonight. Lord, use this word tonight and um, encourage the hearts of your people. Lord, to worship you, to praise you. Lord, I, I want my worship of you and praise of you to bring you pleasure. God, help me. That my life would bring you pleasure. My worship would bring you pleasure. My thoughts would bring you pleasure. Help me to rein my thoughts in and let them be in total submission unto you. Help us, Father, Lord, with every fiber of our being, every talent we have, ability, whether it's to to sing or not, let us sing joyfully. 
We can play an instrument or not. Let us listen joyfully. Father, help us in every aspect of our life to give you praise in the assembly and praise even upon our beds. Father, thank you for this glorious truth tonight. That you take pleasure in your people and you will beautify them, the humble, with your salvation. And I know, Lord, that the final salvation is coming. The day when you will deliver us from this flesh and deliver us, Lord, from the reign of terror that is the God of this world. We look forward to that. We look so forward to the reign of Jesus Christ. Even so come Jesus, we pray. And amen.